that's the intro this week no words have to cast episode 60 hello welcome how are you what's up we're here for some reason grid fam took a second to update there i don't know what hbot was doing but she was sleeping on the the what do you call it the ones and twos something like that yeah something abysmal like that so we're here now don't worry about it how are you what's up i'm good i uh i am good i burnt my roof of my mouth yesterday i was eating um homemade pizza like red baron you know home, you know the kind you just pop in the oven elio's and not elio's uh Big like an actual pizza? like an actual circle like pizza pizza you ever call it that by the way elio's you ever hear a big boy pizza you ever call that it sounds that? that sounds absolutely absurd i've never heard it called that ever in my life you used to call it big boy pizza you did uh family you know our family did why is it a brand no it was we no no no. we were a strict elio household so anyway you're saying it's not delivery it's DiGiorno. well there's a place called big boys pizza in new jersey no that's not what we're talking about okay uh that's ridiculous uh anyway yeah it was a red baron pizza and i put it in the oven and i cooked it and i took a bite into it because the cheese wasn't that hot and i was like oh i could easily like start I had a blanket. I had a blanket on my legs, and I was starting to get warm. Okay. So I bit into it, and the the sauce, dude, was so hot that you know how, like, right here, right in front of your teeth or behind your teeth, you have like a little, little sensitive little thing, like a little, yeah, almost like a little uvula. Yeah, your palate. It's like a little uvula thing right yeah, here. Yeah, like the soft part of your mouth. Yeah, but oh, I have, oh, like, the, oh, the little, the little dingle bop. I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. right yeah. there, dude. Yeah. I literally burnt it off. Like, I bit into it, the pizza, and it went and disintegrated. Gone. So my little uvula right here in the front, gone. I don't feel like I have one anymore. You maybe probably burnt I, it off. Yeah, I burnt mine off in an Elio's accident back yeah. in the day. <laughs> Christian so says, it, nothing better than a little burnt Elio's. I agree. Yeah. So it grew back. It's there now. It grew it back. Hurts. It, it probably, hurts. It probably just got scared and, you know, retracted in. Yeah, went inside kind of, out. Yeah, kind of like, you know, other appendages on the body. Yeah. So it hurts really bad. And uh, I apologize if it affects my uh, my speech, but it hurts. You sound great, brother. So anyway, Hapticast episode 60. This is Haptic Intel's weekly podcast. We appreciate everybody watching, tuning in. Those that are in the live uh, chat watching live i see we have some people uh christian is always from say before quitting by the way shout out to say before quitting um i mean friend of the show have been for a long time <clears throat> they just launched a patreon so i wanted to shout that out um i want you to know christian and say before quitting in the chat that i am going to support at your highest tier so that i can be like vivindi and hostily take over your podcast oh yeah so the first acquisition to uh haptic network that's right, Haptic Media. Yeah, Haptic Media. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. But uh, yeah, shout out to them. Um, check it out. Uh, say before quitting. Uh, letter. The word, words save the letter B, the number four. Four. And follow. I can't fucking do what they do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, Let's get into it. Topic rundown for the week. 
Uh, that's gonna be the best addition to the show. I want you to know that right now. Yeah, I think that's gonna be good. We should we should call we should change the name of the sh- show from Half to Cast to something else. You know, like there's Preston and Steve uh, in our home area. Yeah. Um, uh, Dingo and the Baby was uh, the parody one. Dingo from... and the Baby, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's okay. The topic rundown. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um. So we're going to go over the Abysmal Chronicles as normal, um, our little kind of, I guess, news wrap-up for the week of stuff that is uh, really uh, not big enough to make it into the main topics. The main topics, we're talking about Bungie joining PlayStation First Party Studios, uh, huge uh, monumental news for the industry again this week as the great acquisition uh, time of gaming, I could have come up with a better name than that, (coughs) Uh, continues. (laughs) continues um so we were talking about that uh talking about overwatch 2 beta that could possibly be happening in the next couple of weeks uh last main topic of the day we're talking about elden ring uh, potentially being risk at risk of being hacked um and what are that, you doing <laughs> and that uh from software knew about some of these issues in their network for a while <laughs> and then of course we we're going to be rounding out with indie intel which brett this week is the bloodborne ps1 remake demake demake yeah whatever you want to call it so that's what we're looking at christian says if the if smek and promo code is slick we'll hop on the network cuzzy if the if the smek and promo code is slick we'll hop on the network i don't understand what that means if the smek and promo code is slick well i'll tell you this the promo code is slick, but I don't know what the smek is. So yeah, uh, Christian says. Also, what's your guess for the next big boy purchase? Uh, I think we should put a pin in that, and we'll come back to it when we talk about PlayStation uh, and Bungie, because there's gonna be a second part to that conversation where we talk about some more rumors of additional acquisitions happening. Um, so yeah. remind us then um, for being acquired by Haptic Studios. Oh, I got it. Um, but yeah, remind us then if we forget well, I, to, to mention that. <clears throat> well, I got that part. I just don't know what's if the smeck. I don't get that part. You know, a schmeck. I know what a schmeck is. A little small schmeck. But a what does he mean? A shill of a schmeck. You remember what that? What does he when he says if the smeck if the smeck the smeck in my wallet? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> the schmeck in his wallet. You know, maybe it's like uh, you know, like you have pocket lint. Maybe he yeah. means like wallet lint. But he said, if the smack and the promo code is slick. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, let's hop into our media consumption. Update. I don't know what that means, but we are launching Haptic Media Network and we would like to acquire uh, some channels. So um, let's get into our media consumption update where we talk about uh, games, movies, TV, anime that we're watching, playing, consuming, reading, whatever it might be. Brett, we have pretty different lists this week, actually, which is nice because we've been, we've been trying to... (laughs) Primarily the same the last few weeks. Um, So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go first. I'm going to run these down for you. I'm going to end with the two, the three that we've been playing together, and then you'll take over. How does that sound? Okay. Okay. So first of all, movies. Short movie. The Back Rooms. I watched it. It's great. That's good to hear. I was looking forward to that one. Yeah. So this is something that kind of took the internet by storms, uh, by storms, by storm the last few weeks. 
uh, actually the last week, it hasn't been out that long, uh, over 10 million views. Holy shit. Right now. Yeah, dude, over 10 million views. The dude has like almost 600,000 subscribers already from this. There was a little ARG that he did before it leading up to it. Um, and then after it as well, I believe too. I forget the creator's name. I should have probably wrote it down, but it's awesome. It's one of the best like little found footage ARG, you know, horror things. Uh, maybe since Marble Hornets, to be honest with you, the production quality of the back rooms is um, uh, mind, mind blowing how they accomplish it. Now, I think they used Blender and were lucky with the filter they used for some of the liminal spaces in the back rooms, which is of course a famous creepy pasta from back in the day. Um, <clears throat> but it is, it's immaculate. It's uh, absolutely insane. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough and it's actually scary. Like it's not good. I want, I, I have two questions. It. Yeah. Number one, um, was it inspirational at all in terms of, you know, what you and I plan to do in the future? Was it, it inspirational in that regard? Yes, because <clears throat> I have this thing where I can't turn my brain off when I watch something and I want to deconstruct how they film something. But also in the sense that uh, a lot of times we've talked about this before on the channel, too. There's barriers are like, oh, how can we even possibly shoot that? Well, you fucking point a camera at it and you put what people what you want people to see in the frame. And that's it. Now, that's an oversimplification, but that's really, that's it. That's the moral of the story of how this came to be. And like I said, I think they used Blender and some 3D animation to accomplish some things, which, um, you know, is difficult, but again, something that is totally doable. And how, from the dialogue, how they set it up, and how, how they wrapped the ARG into it, and honestly accomplished all of their exposition via the ARG and not in the short film itself, that was pretty cool so let me ask you one more question and then we can move on but mm -hmm. so what does this short film bring to the table that the other you know examples of the back rooms hasn't done already like for example i've played indie games that were inspired by the back room story and i've you know played on that game dreams on ps4 there was some creations inspired by the back room so what does this do this short film do that hasn't already been done it adds uh context and backstory to why the backrooms exist and is the first actual believable representation of the backrooms in a 3d space in my opinion something that is is filmic in nature um and the backstory especially done by the arg is particularly engaging and very intriguing to me um so between that and just the level of craftsmanship on display uh, in the actual short film itself, um, the soundscape, the music choice, the monster and creature design, the 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 sounds for said creature, it, it, it's it's one of those things where you can watch it right and enjoy it and take something away from it like a normal audience. But it's only that way because of the level of craft that is on display with the execution of it. Um, gotcha. And it's very understated in that sense because you could watch it and just be totally blown away by like how scary it is or like how off-putting the setting is and some big moments that happen. But I think you'll get a true appreciation out of the level of craftsmanship on display in the nine minutes that it yeah, is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That it is. So, yeah. Uh, and I would assume this probably took years to make. 
to be honest with you, between the AR, ARG planning, um, even though Christian says in the chat, Blender, you can be an expert in that program like three days of YouTube tutorials, true, but you also need a lot of processing power for your PC for Blender uh, because it's quite uh, heavy and takes a long time to render things from what I've heard. But anyway, the back rooms, I highly suggest it. It's for you can watch it for free on YouTube. Um, just search the back rooms. I recommend it. Um, I now I watched it on something else, but you know that's that's up to you. So then, Brett, I watched uh, Serenity, which is the movie wrap up of the Firefly series, um, which I also finished by the way, the Firefly TV series. Nice. Uh, Serenity is good. Uh, it is a crime that Firefly did not get more seasons on sci-fi. Whoever pulled the plug for that should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, that show is phenomenal. It's fantastic. And the movie is really good and does as good of a job wrapping up uh, so many storylines and characters in one two-hour session as it possibly could. So. Cool. Highly recommend it. Um. Another TV show I just finished was the new season of Ozark. Well, I've heard good things about that. That, sh that show um, <clears throat> slaps. Um, it I com compare it to Breaking Bad a lot. It's not as good as Breaking Bad, but in the sense that where you are watching a constant train wreck, there is zero levity at all. Similar to when I talked about Star Galactica, it is miserable. And the last episode of this. They, they're splitting up the last season into two parts, kind of like Breaking Bad did, where they did season five, part one, season five, part two, with a huge cliffhanger at the last episode of the midpoint season, um, midpoint of the season. And the entire last episode, I felt anxious and like my blood pressure were, and was up and my heart was racing. And I hadn't felt that from a show in a while. So uh, it's a good show. I recommend it. Jason Bateman, Laura Linney is great, has a great cast. Um, it's, it's really good. So if you want to watch an abysmal family crime drug money laundering drama that is sure to get your heart rate pumping, then that's the show for you. Very cool. Uh, rounding it out, games. Been playing Halo. Uh, still playing Halo multiplayer. It's good. GTFO, you and I played again a couple times. Uh, kind of put it on pause because I think it's evident that we need some support. So, uh, yeah. you know, Christian, maybe we're looking at you there uh gtfo uh we talked about it last week and then of course Yu-Gi-Oh master duel um which i've been playing enjoying being annoyed by uh that game needs some serious changes and updates but anyway uh, josh has 27 hours plus in master duel i needed something to tide me over until dying light 2 comes out and this was the game for it because it just came out snuck up on me started playing it and that was it i wanted to finish pokemon but didn't happen so that's all i got what about you i uh you're right yeah i uh i played a couple games so i also played master duel i i've hit the wall so there's a wall in terms of the rewards you get sure. i've hit the wall building decks is extremely hard now mm -hmm. uh game's still good i've also played halo and i've also played gtfo uh the one that i want to talk about the most oh, right I now i forgot about this is oh no not that uh pokemon legends arceus so this I want to talk to our chat. So I'm, I'm looking at the YouTube and the PlayStation, PlayStation, 
YouTube and the Twitch chat right now. So if you're watching and you want to, you know. Well, there he goes, folks. There he is. Uh, if you want to, you know, join the conversation, let's do that. <laughs> but uh, so here, here's what I want to say. Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus, however you want to say it, is so surprising to me. Hmm. Um, I can't believe how good it is. It is the game that I've wanted my whole life for Pokemon. There are some things that I have issues with, and I wish that, you know, I could I could go down a list. So, like, I wish that there was more trainer battles. Uh, I feel like it's like battling has taken a backseat and that's like a key part of Pokemon. So that's, you know, whatever. But what the game lacks for in Pokemon battles makes up for it in catching Pokemon, which is kind of the core of the whole series. And you're going to be catching a lot of Pokemon. Like, literally, you are going to be catching so many Pokemon in this game. And they, they make you feel like you're an actual Pokemon trainer who is catching these Pokemon. Um, mm. There are more issues than the good parts, sadly, Christian says. Hmm. That sucks. Um, I'm having a great time with it. I, I love the, um, I, I forget, I think they're called Lord Battles that, you, that they have. They're really fun. Boss fights? They, yeah, they're like boss fights. It's like, it's like Dark Souls. Uh, and I'm actually trying to, or I was trying to, kind of do a no pokemon run so basically what you do is josh you you throw these like these bags of like food at the pokemon and calm mm -hmm. them down and then yeah. eventually they get to a state where you can throw a pokemon out and battle them mm. i was doing a no pokemon run for the first like three lords and then i got to like the fourth one my man couldn't do it i had to use my pokemon way too hard yeah uh <clears throat> so i'm really liking the game a lot uh, Yuki says, really oh my god i'm okay i'm relieved to hear that because i've only heard not so hot things see that's what's interesting like Yuki's saying she hasn't heard, you know, very hot things about it. Christian is saying there's more issues than good. I've been seeing nothing but praise for this game. Uh, before it launched, I was seeing a lot of people shitting on it. But, you know, after launch, I've just seen a lot of people saying, like, this is like the perfect game for them. Like, this is what they want. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I really am. I, I don't really care for the fact that it takes place in the past. Um, no, it's cool how they adapted some of the technology, like the Pokeballs and the Pokedex and and all of that, like seeing that is is cool. And even seeing like descendants of characters from from Diamond and Pearl, like, like that, you know, the great, 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 great grandfather or whatever of a certain character. That's cool. But this style of game I want for a modern Pokemon experience, mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of things missing from this that I think has to do with the fact that they couldn't figure out how to do it. Yeah. In the past. So I've seen uh, mixed things. I've seen good things. I've seen not so good things about it. But from what I'm hearing, it seems like a lot of the things that are in there that like old Pokemon fans really like are kind of not fully realized in some sense, including like traversing the open world and some of that stuff that if they were to stick with this formula again for a little while and really kind of elaborate and build on it, then they could have something really, truly special. Yeah, 100%. And I think what you mentioned is like, you have to remember, this is the first time they've done this formula, okay? They're finally straying away from what they've done, the formula that has worked for so many years, right? Right. And I think if you're going to be overly, if you're going to overly criticize this new, this new formula, we're, we're never going to see anything like it, and it's never going to get better. So I see what Christian's saying. He said, the world biomes are so boring with no interesting places. Um, 
or landmarks. I agree. It's a big open world, basically, and there's just Pokemon everywhere. There's no landmarks. There's no people. It's just a big open world. But I don't even really mind that. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly see that. But you have to remember, this is the first, their first crack at this. I think it's a great first attempt, and I want to see more of this in the future. Uh, I wouldn't mind if this is the way that the franchise goes moving forward. Um, but I also wouldn't mind if they have like this as like the Pokemon Legends series, and then there's you know the regular Pokemon uh, video games. So sure, sure. I'm I'm having a blast right now. I'd say it's like a seven or an eight, even an eight or a nine for sure. me. Uh, I like it. And the bad graphics arguments are dumb. Yeah, I think the bad graphic arguments are also dumb. People are comparing it to like the GameCube Pokemon games, which mm-hmm. I do not agree with that. But anyway, moving on, um, Josh, last night you and I also downloaded a game called Rainbow Six Extraction and gave that a shot. It's over. <sighs> yeah, it's a steaming... Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Uh, it was fucking bad. It was not good at all. We literally loaded up a game, got in, and I killed you. Uh, by We were doing a mission, and then I found something else. I activated it, and because you guys didn't come to where I was, even though you were doing a mission that was you know integral to what we were doing, it automatically killed you guys, and I was the only one. It was ridiculous. So Yeah, game sucks. Gunplay feels good, but that's never been Tom Clancy's problem. So Yeah. Uh, Christian says, give me your thoughts on the first hour. Uh, I'm assuming you mean a Pokemon. I can we can talk about that later off the pod. I don't I don't want to dwell on it too long, but um yeah. So uh and then I haven't watched any movies, but I am watching some shows. Again, I'm watching Peacemaker, I'm watching Righteous Gemstones right now. Very funny I shows. Start that, yeah. If you haven't seen either, you know, check it out. But then the most important thing is I am rewatching Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. I am on the episode where Aaron has to carry the big boulder in Titan form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just gets assigned to the scout regimen. So Levi just beat the shit out of him in court. Uh, for the record, I never made it past season two. I think that that show has a big issue where they take way too long to make seasons. So after season two, after like years of waiting for more content, I just gave up. I stopped watching. And now I'm going to watch the whole series up until the final episode. So please, no spoilers. I don't know what happens uh, after season two, even mm-hmm. probably a lot of season two. I probably don't even know. Mm-hmm. So well you're in for a treat my friend that's all i can tell you yeah and it's you know i'm re-watching it and i'm seeing a lot of the great moments so i'm, I'm really enjoying that heck but yeah that's all i got all right brett let's go ahead and run through the abysmal chronicles quickly shall we yes josh so the abysmal chronicles is the you know quick rundown of topics that were just a little too abysmal to make it as the full main topics of our podcast mm-hmm. uh, we usually start this off by going through video game releases so today actually we have Life is Strange Remastered, which yep. I, we thought it was going to be a PlayStation Plus game. That nah. is not true. Um, it's releasing on every single console and Google Stadia. Uh, again, it comes out today. Dying Light 2 is coming out for PC, Xbox, and PlayStation on February 4th, which is this Friday. Mm-hmm. We're picking that up, right? Oh, I'm picking that up. <laughs> We're co op in it, right? Oh, my God. My man, I, you're, you're, you're not going to see me again for a long time. Okay. okay. We're going to play it together, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. When you're available. Oh, you're just going to play it without me, huh? I see. I'm platinuming the game, my man, so trust, trust me, I'll have plenty to do. Okay, hold on. I platinum the first game far before you even played it, okay? Sure. Don't don't get this twisted, all right? I'm not getting it twisted. Okay. 
Uh, that's out February 4th. I'm, I'm hardly going to focus on the main story at all. Me too. Uh, Ali Ali World comes out February 8th, and I see a note here that Danny Trejo's in the game. That's the only reason I put it on this list. Okay. I'm a big fan of Ali Ali. And I was going to say, I, th- I remember you being a fan of Ali Ali something. Two. Yeah, Ali Ali yeah. is good, and you can actually pick up Ali Ali. It's like a two-pack of the first and second game. I got it for like $2 on Switch, so like if you haven't, you know, tried it before it's a skateboard game it's really fun Two it's not schmeckles. yeah it's not it's not 3d like tony hawk it's 2d and you do tricks and and you grind yeah. and it's it's cool two two schmecks from the coast slick or whatever christian said right something like that yeah uh and then finally sifu is releasing on february 8th that's the yeah. game made by the guys who made absolver yeah i completely forgot that game was pushed up so i mean you want to talk about being packed dying light 2 sifu uh horizon Yeah. Elden Ring. <laughs> a lot of games coming out. Yeah. Wallets must be protected. Yeah. All right, moving on to some of the Abysmal Chronicles topics. So first off, I have Final Fantasy VII directors are sharing 25th anniversary messages and promising even more new projects. This is coming from Eurogamer. Square Enix has shared a message from the Final Fantasy VII directors to begin celebrations of the game's 25th anniversary. New logos for the anniversary were unveiled on Twitter, and if you haven't seen them, they are fucking slick. Uh... This also marks the 35th anniversary of the Final Fantasy series, which is fucking crazy. Um, and then they did an update. Eurogamer did an update on this article. Final Fantasy VII Part Two Remake, uh, or I'm sorry, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two Reveal is set for this year. So uh, that doesn't mean it's coming out this year. It just means that they're finally going to show off what they've been working on. What do you have to say about that, Josh? Anything? Um, I want Part Two of the remake. Um... It's not coming out this year. I'd actually no. be surprised if it comes out next year, too, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Considering how long the first part took and how much more there is. Uh, yeah. Also, it's... you know, kind of like a, you know, like a little Hail, Hail Mary type thing. Uh, I think it's going to end up being three parts. Oh, no. See, that's the thing, man. Like, I was going to say, we we didn't even realize it was going to be in parts until you know a little bit closer to the game actually released yeah it's gonna be a trilogy my man i'm i'm telling you right now everybody mark the day february 1st 2022 i was right okay wow okay have you seen the logos that they showed off um now you have now i have yeah they're really good right they're cool yeah yeah they're nice um has, has everybody else seen them Keep keep talking, I, and I'll, I'll just, I don't know. I'll just throw them well, behind us. That's that's all I had for the for this topic. But yeah, I mean, it, it's very possible it could be a trilogy. I I hope it's not, but um, I've never played Final Fantasy VII all the way through, so I've only played what very nice. you know is in the remake. Yeah. Uh, Yuki says hype. Bring me Final Fantasy VII Part Two, please. Hell yeah, dude. That's what we're that's what we're saying. And it says they also look like they took the OG plot and threw it out the window at the end. Yeah. Well, that that kind of happened throughout the whole game is that they they're creating like an alternate timeline of the mm-hmm. game, which we've discussed in the past is actually a great thing for newcomers of the series and for people that have already played it. Because if you've already played Final Fantasy VII, you don't want to play the same. Oh, maybe you do, but it's it's nice to have like little things that change throughout the story. That way, they're keeping it fresh for you. Um, and then also, people that have never played before, like me and Josh, we're not getting spoiled because or we're not seeing spoilers because what happens is 
we knew certain characters die in the original Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. So that was going to be a big spoiler for us. And when that character did not die, that was kind of cool. So HBot, let um, me spam as many symbols. Stop that. Oh, HBot. No, don't. Wow. That was the first time we've ever had uh, HBot yell at someone. Stand down. Yeah, stand down, man. That's that's ridiculous. All right. Uh, the next story on the on the on the Abysmal Chronicles is about and this. Blue is, this one is truly abysmal. I want everybody to understand that. Truly abysmal. Continue. So, Blue Box Game Studios, the company that everyone thought was Konami and Kojima, which it is not. Their YouTube channel has been hacked. Uh, the hacker has reached out to various subscribers of the channel and solicited money in returns for a pre-order of Blue Box's game, Abandoned. Uh, if they reached out to you, don't uh, don't do it. And you shouldn't pre-order the game anyway, because what a fucking shit show that whole journey has been. So just another another chapter in abandoned and blue box games. So I'm assuming you don't have anything to say. I don't even understand how this happens, uh, and I don't care. Okay. Then moving forward. Uh, PS5 version of Cyberpunk 2077 has seemingly been spotted on PSN, hinting at imminent release. This is coming from VGC. At PlayStation Size, a Twitter account that monitors the install size of upcoming games, found a new key art image for Cyberpunk 2077 on Sunday. The art appears to be a new cover image for the PlayStation 5 version of Cyberpunk. Searching for the image online returns no results which may point to this being the image that will appear on the dashboard for the next generation version of the game. So who knows? could be coming very soon. We've been waiting for what feels like two years at this point. So nothing on this one either. Tapping out. Who cares about cyberpunk anymore, dude? Well, I'll be honest. The game was broken, but I had a good time with what I played when it worked and I'm looking forward to finally being able to finish it on PlayStation five. Okay. So. All right. That's it. Um, I mean, yeah, listen, I don't know. I'm here to tell you, we don't give a damn. All right. <laughs> Team 17 developer of the worms series has swiftly canceled its worms NFT plans following backlash again from VGC. Uh, the publisher announced on Monday that it was partnering with blockchain company Reality Gaming Group to create a range of NFTs based on the Worm series. The MetaWorms scheme would have offered highly limited edition artworks based on content from across the 26-year history of the Worms series. Wow, Worms has been around longer than Final Fantasy VII. That is fucking insane. On Tuesday, Team 17 said that it was canceling its recently announced plans following negative feedback. Yep. Quote, Team 17 is today announcing an end to the MetaWorms NFT project. What a we sentence. Our games, communities, and the concerns they've expressed and have therefore taken the decision to step back from the NFT space. Let me tell you something, folks. NFTs, bad. Yeah, Christian in the chat says, I don't understand the video game industry trying to get into NFTs and then people shitting on it, causing them to cancel the plans and apologize. Yeah, it's like they don't think these things through, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, they're just trying to get a couple extra schmeckles, and guess what? Yeah. We won't stand for it. We will not stand for it. No way. 
We're not going to take it. Jose, that's not even my pen, isn't it? Uh, I thought it was Paul. Oh, fuck. I remember, dude. All right. All right well, Apex Legends Mobile is gearing up for its soft launch. Again, VGC. The studio is now taking signups for the game's latest round of testing on Android devices via the Google Play Store in selected countries. Quote, calling all legends in Argentina, Colombia, Mexico, Peru, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand. The soft launch for Apex Legends is coming. Uh, for all other legends, including iOS players, stay tuned for more. Uh, it's important to note that closed beta tests began on Android devices for players in India and the Philippines last spring before the game was rolled out to more regions and players over the course of the year. Yeah. Um, I hope this is good for people that want it or don't have access to another version of it. Um, I hope it almost breathes a little bit of a second life into the game, kind of like PUBG Mobile did. But I'm also here to tell you, Brett, we don't give a damn. We don't give a damn, and I'm also banned, but I can still play the game. So Yeah. EA is canceled, especially with the <sighs> next one here. Oh, speaking of, Battlefield 2042 Season 1 has been delayed until summer. This is coming from VGC. However, Josh, the worst part isn't even that Season 1 has been delayed. It is that they are finally planning to release features that should have been in the game at launch. This game sucks. DICE have delayed Season 1 of Battlefield 2042 and have laid out future plans for the game. Being added soon will be a scoreboard. And our next update will be adding a refreshed in-round scoreboard alongside further changes we've worked on since the holidays. This will be an ongoing evolution from what was shown in the work in progress we shared recently. We have heard your feedback around including two tables and separating your own team versus the enemy and are working on incorporating that for release. KD scoring and end of round reporting will also be coming in a future update. Additionally, all platform voice communication. The arrival of voice communication is just the start of the improvements we're bringing to enhance team play and communications. And finally, player profile, giving you a better overview of your career on the battlefield and how far you have to go for your next unlock. What a mess. Amen. Absolute dog shit. I literally cannot believe it. That these are these are features that should have been in the game. These are stuff launch. that's been in like first person shooters since the fucking inception of it. Like Call of Duty 2, dude. What a fucking joke this game is. It's a voice clip right there. Call of Duty 2, dude. Yeah, man, this is bad. This is really, really bad. And uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. And I don't care that they've delayed season one. Um, they should have delayed the game. So <sighs> that's all I got for you in the Abysmal Chronicles. Um, but before we move on to our main topics, Josh, I do want to let everyone know that we are indeed sponsored by Dubby Energy. I just fucking skeeted it literally all over my fucking... Are you making Dubby as we're sitting here it's that good, talking dude. about Dubby? Dude, are you licking? Are you eating the powder? You see it in front of my camera? It's like, yeah, it's a dust. What are you doing, dude? Are you preparing the meal? While Josh does this, I will go through the rundown. So if you didn't know, <clears throat> Dubby Energy uh, was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. 
The formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, Dude. including the patented Neurofactor. So there's no calories, no sugar, no artificial colors, oh, no nice. fillers, none of the bad stuff. Um, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on Dubby. Uh, so you save 10% today on your Dubby.gg order by using code SLICK. And then additionally, Josh came up with... Josh came up with a great idea. So the first person to send us proof of purchase of anything on Dubby's website uh, using code SLICK will receive an additional ten, uh, $10 off your next order of Dubby Energy. And that is SLICK. So That's right. So basically, DM us proof that you used our code at checkout. Uh, you can also confirm that on our back end, too. Uh, so send us a DM, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Uh, prove it to us, and then we got an extra uh, $10 off code for you for your first, or I guess not your first. Second. On your second tub of the dub. Tub of the dub. Well, uh, you want to take a swig real quick? Look at that. Look at the swig. He's, he's swigging it down. My favorite flavor is uh, Dub Sludge. It's a Granny Smith apple flavor. It's a little sour. Yeah. That's my, my personal favorite. Uh, Josh, I know you're drinking Dragon Aid. I'm drinking Dragon, Dragon Aid, but I like the berry one. He likes the berry one. Uh, I got to tell you, it's a mess down here, brother. It's like fucked up. I got like powder all over the place. I got water all down the front of me. It's a fucking mess. With that being said, Josh, I think there's no. Oh my god, Britt. That was funny. That got me. Not gonna lie. Oh, there is fucking powder everywhere, brother. Oh, I'm making it worse. Alright. You ready to hop, hop into our main topics? So, Brett. Bungie has acquired Pat the Gintel. <laughs> That's right. Bun we were bought by Bungie, ladies and gentlemen. We're bought by Bungie? Yeah. Wow. So Bungie has joined PlayStation, Brett. Jim Ryan announced on Monday that legendary developer Bungie from time of recording this, Bungie is joining PlayStation's first party studios as an independent multi-platform studio and publisher 
Jim Ryan says in part, quote, Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. We believe it makes sense for it to sit alongside the PlayStation Studios organization, and we are incredibly excited about the opportunities for synergy and collaboration between these two world-class groups. What a bunch of gobbledygook there. Uh, Bungie will be fully backed and supported by Sony Interactive Entertainment and enabled to do what they do best, build incredible worlds that captivate millions of people, end quote. It's pretty so he continues, quote, Bungie's world-class expertise in multi-platform development and live game services will help us deliver on our vision of expanding PlayStation to hundreds of millions of gamers, end quote. So I want your first initial reaction to this news and uh, feel free to hop into the comments as well, everybody. But yeah, what, what was your kind of initial reaction about this and then what do you think and then we have some more to get into so my first well first of all i want to just set the stage so i remember i was at work and i saw it on my on my news feed on my on twitter and i was like holy shit i sent it to you i sent it to all the guys and i was like holy shit like this is fucking crazy so my initial thought was like this is big right yeah um and then i started reading more and i started reading more and i was like holy shit this this is actually bigger than i thought uh, because now they're saying that there could be more in the future. <clears throat> um, but also, you know, this is coming off the heels of Xbox acquiring Activision Blizzard, which means that Xbox now has Call of Duty at their disposal. And, you know, a lot of people were saying Sony, PlayStation really need their own first party, first person shooter that they can, you know, put up against Call of Duty now. Sure. Uh, and I don't, I, I want to quell this now. I want to put this to bed. PlayStation did not buy Bungie overnight. It did not take two weeks for this to happen. PlayStation has been, you know, looking to acquire Bungie for what had to have been months at this point. Yeah, this is not it doesn't a happen that quick. This is not a response to the Xbox Activision acquiring. Exactly. And I that just it really bothers me because, you know, that's not what happened at all. And even if it if they if they did do it in response, so what? Yeah, but that, that's, that's not... how that's how people think though, right? Because they live yeah. in their own console war sphere you know what yeah. i mean and that's people's brains are so fucking tiny and small that that's the only way they see it well yeah because you have people like randy pitchford that says there's no competition at all and then you have people like that that are on the other side where it's a it's one big competition and you, you can't have both right yeah i just got so, a w in my eye nice continue uh yeah i mean this look i'm really excited to see what happens uh you know we know the history of Bungie. They were with Xbox. They did Halo, and then they they you know went with Activision and did and did Destiny, and then they went and they did their own thing uh, away from from Activision and continued to do Destiny. Mm -hmm. So I hope this is a mutually beneficial deal. I hope that PlayStation gets a little bit out of it. I hope that Bungie gets a little bit out of it. Um, and you know, there's been some rumors and stuff alluding to the fact that this could be a movie and TV series type of deal as well, where you know Destiny just becomes this big huge franchise so yeah that's, knows? that's a good point and i want to read christian's comment and then continue off of that thought he says yeah i don't know how i feel because i've fallen out of love with bungie games while it's big i'm like meh now so let's focus on that game aspect of christian's thing i think we need to think about this a little bit bigger than just video games right yeah. they are effectively acquiring the you know the uh destiny ip right which is huge in its own right and that will continue to be milked 
the live service element of that will continue to be milked. They'll continue to now make money off of, you know, multi-platform support with it. <clears throat> they can build TV shows and universes and spin-off games and product lines and all this other crap off of that. However, Brett, across all of that multimedia stuff they could do with that, I think there's not enough discussion about the live service element that Bungie is providing to PlayStation. I think yeah. it's pretty clear that that is a big slice of pie that PlayStation is missing, right? Some sort of continuous live service game. Xbox now has Halo, and it's a first-person shooter. And while Destiny could fulfill that for probably a while, I think there is infrastructure and experience that Bungie is bringing to the table with live service monetization that PlayStation probably wants for a lot of other things. You look at things like their Nix their Nix's acquisition and for, like, PC ports and some of these other things. I think... It's a very strategic partnership in that way, albeit different than a lot of other PlayStation acquisitions in the past. But I, I think that really should not be understated. And for me, that's what I think about. And that might not come to, to fruition for four, five, six, seven years down the line. But that's a huge strategic move, I think, by PlayStation in this regard. Yeah, I think so too. And then there's also just there's also just the simple fact that maybe they acquired them for more than destiny and sure like like you're saying like for that live service thing that they they offer perhaps they will be making the next big sony ip and it's going to be a multiplayer ip you know yeah, we don't know resistance dude that would be sick if they rebooted resistance with them at the helm that would be cool they got the experience for it first person shooter alien focused great worlds that they've created excellent lore you know yeah. developers they just need to actually put it in their game <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a that's, that's a good. no brainer. Yeah, that's a good one. I can see that. It's a no brainer or a completely new one. Yeah. And yeah. you it's Bungie will be a Destiny studio for a long time, but that is not going to be the only game that they're working on 100 percent. And then there's the yeah. publishing arm that they have, too, which you have to think about because Bungie is now PlayStation's publishing arm to all of these other platforms that they never had access to before. Bungie is that publishing arm. So I would not be surprised if you see PlayStation, you know, first party studios games published by Bungie. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see it. So anything else on that specific point? Because I want to add a little bit more flavor to this, Brett. No, please do. Um, so, oh, this, this is an important point too, and I guess leads into my bigger point. But following the announcement of the Bungie deal, um, Jim Ryan confirmed that the company intends to make more acquisitions, Brett. So this is a quote from him from industry.biz. He says, quote, we should absolutely expect more. We are by no means done. With PlayStation, we have a long way to go. End quote. Brett, the acquisitions are coming. The acquisitions absolutely. are coming. The acquisitions are coming. Now, I must give credit where credit is due. I got that from Colin Moriarty, where he did it like Paul Revere. You know, the British are coming. Yeah, yeah, I get it. The acquisitions are coming, and they're coming fast, and they're coming hot, and they're coming hard, and they're coming large. So further games industry consolidation is reportedly on the horizon, Brett, with, a key, with key industry figures claiming plans for several big acquisitions uh, that are at an advanced stage. And that comes from our good friend Jeff Keighley, friend of the show, uh, which is in the tweet behind you. So... Here's what we got so far, right? Let's let's do a quick summary. Take two purchased Zynga for twelve point seven billion dollars, right? 
Mike yep. X- Xbox bought uh I didn't write this one down, but I showed Xbox bought Bethesda for what was it, eleven billion dollars or something yep. like that? Yep. Microsoft plans to purchase Activision Blizzard for sixty eight point seven billion dollars. Now Sony buys Bungie for three point six billion dollars. Well, I think the reasons you only listed these, the, the three that we have here, is because these are just the three yeah, that happened this, this year, year. Right. Which is insane already. But these deals, wait, yeah, 3.6. These deals are, wait a minute. Yes, 3.6. Okay, my numbers are right. These deals are massive. Yeah. Okay. So today, at the time of recording this, uh, Jeff Keighley was talking about consolidation of in the industry. And he suggested, again, that more major deals uh, could be announced sooner rather than later. Uh, which again is why I put this tweet up behind us. So here is my thing, and I want to be clear about this. I am completely against any of this consolidation. I don't like it. We've talked about it for a while, and I know you and I's viewpoints differ slightly on this. I am completely against mass consolidation of our industry because we are now it's not uh it's not a probable future it's not a, oh it could happen we are in a future where everything is going to be owned by three companies in gaming industry right maybe four if apple gets involved and that's it you're going to have the sony pie you're gonna have the xbox pie you're gonna have the nintendo pie maybe you have the apple or amazon pie but everything is going that way just the way that video, that that movies are i don't like it i don't want it I think it's bad for business. I think it's anti-consumer, and I'm concerned about that future. And I'm not even saying that we won't benefit from it as gamers. I'm saying from a personal standpoint, I disagree with it. Yeah, I hear you. I I think about this kind of stuff as a fan of pro wrestling and sports in that regard, where I see it as creating competition and the consumer always wins. yeah, it's abysmal that like one company is going to own several other large companies and, mm-hmm. you know, the monopoly that is, you know, bound to happen. Look at Tencent, you know, it's already happening well, there in yeah, China. That's a whole nother conversation, but yeah. So, so yeah, like I'm totally against it. Like it's, uh, I don't love it, but I do see like, you know, as consumers, listen, we're in a capitalist society. It what fucking sucks. This is the way it is. We're just pawns living in it. And you know, if this is good for us, the pawns, the, you know, the plebs that are at the bottom level, then fuck it, dude. You know, we, we don't live long enough. Uh, you know, fuck it. That's how I see it. But we're already seeing it in terms of competition being good for the consumer with uh, PlayStation launching, what was it, Project Spartacus, which is the Game Pass uh, competitor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're already kind of reaping the benefits of this competition. And, you know, Phil Spencer's he's he's playing hard right now. And he he's... He's humble and he's cool and he's you know friendly, but Phil Spencer is going hard in the motherfucking paint right now. He's an and assassin, dude. He's just fucking chilling right now. And honestly, I love it. And I think that Jim Ryan is going to get a wake up call, and he is. He probably had a wake up call. And uh, yeah, I hope that they do. They do start acquiring some motherfucking companies, and it's good for those companies because you know they they might need that financial that help. You know, sure. So I just I don't want to get to a point where we lose the ability to create things outside of this like system currently yeah. and while PlayStation doesn't have a ton of portfolio diversity in the sense of what they're they're known for for their first party games like first person or third person action narrative games I 
don't want to see a world where things like that go away because of how ballooned those budgets have become, which is a separate conversation. And we trade it off for these subscription popcorn, like Netflix types of services um, where, yeah. I mean, to be fair to Netflix, they've also produced great films, no doubt, and great television. But yeah, but they've also canceled several great things because right. they're abysmal. For every <laughs> successful show they have, there's 70 that go by the wayside. You know what I mean? So I think that's actually, even successful. I think that's an act actual accurate figure, by the way. <laughs> yeah, even so, even successful shows get canned, you know, just for no reason. Yeah. So, so I, I'm concerned about this. And the biggest one, even more so than PlayStation Xbox that I'm concerned about is Tencent. Um, yeah. And we should really have a, a longer conversation about that one day, maybe when we can do a little bit more research. But that one scares me. Um, yeah, specifically. Me too. But anyway. I'm so. with you. That's it. All right. Well, then moving on, uh, let's talk about something. It's kind of in the same vein. It's related to what we were just talking about uh, in that, you know, Activision Blizzard was just bought by Xbox, by Microsoft. Uh, we're going to be talking about Overwatch 2, which is, of course, a Blizzard game. Uh, the beta for Overwatch 2 could be happening really soon. And I know that might sound surprising if you're not, you know, up to date with the news. But, yeah, it's it's finally happening. We're finally getting some Overwatch 2 news and and possibly a playable beta. Yeah. So new information about Overwatch 2 has been basically non-existent uh, and any news would be overshadowed right now by all the news with Activision Blizzard not just being acquired by Xbox, but also all of the stuff with um, uh, Pedophile Jones. What was his name? Bobby, Bobby Kotick? Yeah, him. Uh, and, the, and the workplace harassment and everything that's going on. Uh, but yeah. the game was delayed last year. Before all of this, anyway. Right. Uh, and now Game Rant is reporting that several members of the Overwatch community are making assertions that a public beta test of Overwatch 2 may be soon on the horizon. These reports are mostly speculation and based on some potentially private information, which definitely you know contains some NDAs. Uh, but the chatter around the news and the timing may add up. One sleuth is making an educated guess that the Overwatch 2 beta could be happening as soon as three weeks from now. So before I go on with what they found, uh, what do you what do you think about this? Are you still excited for Overwatch Two or not? Absolutely not, dude. This this boat is not only gone, sailed away in a different country on the other side of the world. It's been fucking shipwrecked, sunk, and had fucking algae grown over it. Yeah, this game is gone. It's way past its time. It's so irrelevant, and I don't care about it. <laughs> I spent a lot of time with Overwatch, and I I really do love that universe and those characters, and I would like to get back into it, but knowing that certain people like Jeff are no longer with the team uh, and you know all this stuff that's going on, I'm just worried it's going to be a shell of its former self. Uh, I don't really know what's taking so long, considering it seemed more so like just an update mm -hmm. than it did an actual sequel. Um, but nonetheless, uh, YouTuber Worst Sombra, which is a nice name, has compiled a series of clips from the streams of content creators that were invited to the big meeting between Overwatch content creators and Blizzard back in December of last year. Their video shows the streamers being cagey about any news regarding Overwatch 2. Some streamers even said on camera that something could be happening before March. Worst Sombra's video also included a tweet from Blizzard head Mark, Mike, M Mo 
but, 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 but Mike Ibarra? How do you say his name? Mike Ibarra, dude. Mike Ibarra. Happy Barra. Stating that news about Blizzard's games, including Overwatch 2, would be coming in a few weeks. Uh, finally, Twitter user FireTheGull tweeted out, uh, Overwatch 2 beta is very likely releasing, being announced in about three weeks. A router update for some game services like Battle.net included an update for Overwatch with underscore demo in it or something similar. Someone on the forums, I'm assuming the Overwatch forums, provided evidence as well. Expect big news soon, in my opinion. Big, big. Um, so, yeah. Listen, I'll play the beta 100%. I mean, I, we put, God, what, 500 hours into first Overwatch game? Four or 500 hours? Um, yeah. You might have even put more in than me. Um, I love that game. Uh, it's really good because it allowed me to play competitively in a support role and like actually feel like I was helping the team, which yeah. in games like that, I really enjoy doing. Um, listen, that was the best fucking Mercy and Lucio you've ever seen. All right. Don't, don't get me wrong. Okay. I love that game. My point is that this game, the, the writing is on the wall that this game is going to feel like an update. The biggest thing is the PVE stuff, which I'm interested in. Um, and I hope that's good, but I still feel like it's too little too late. And I'm so worried about everybody that has left the studio and everything just surrounding it that this is not going to be what we want it to be. Yeah. I hear you. And I'm worried about that too. But, you know, at least if there's an open beta, we can try it out and see what it's like. Uh, I'm assuming we would have to pre-order maybe, or maybe it would just be free. I, I, I don't really know. But the good thing is we have PCs now. We're PC gamers. So we could always, if it's PC only, we could try it out on there. So Sure. sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. If it is going to come out, let's try it out. Let's see what it's like. And maybe we'll we'll talk about it when we get to play it. Heck A couple yeah. weeks. So Ignore that. Yeah. Did so. you just fart? What? N did I just fart? I heard what sounded like a fart, and then you said you're ignore to, that. You, you're supposed to. You're supposed to. What do you? <laughs> what do you want from me? Never mind, dude. It was not a fart. I said oops because I accidentally pulled up something we we're going to chat about later. Oh, okay. I thought you farted and said don't listen to that or something like that, and I nah, was like, oh, no, nah, nobody would have heard it anyway, except for maybe you. So, you hear that? Sounds like chatter. Sounds like it's like there's rumors going around. So, someone just say the Elden Ring servers are at risk of being hacked. That's right, Brett. Wait. I think Wait. you're right. Hold on. Oh. Elden Ring is at risk of being hacked. Oh no, Brett. The and not just the game. All the contents on your PC yes. are at risk. That's right. So, Brett, I'm here to tell you from software new, dude. From software new. So, if you've been living under a what's a a rock like object in the uh, boulder dark, dark souls universe pot the pot guy 
if you've been living under a pot the onion man guy if you've been living under siegfried's asshole for uh last few weeks uh or week rather uh you might not know that the dark soul server servers have been offline for over a week brett so on january 23rd bandai namco temporarily removed pvp servers for dark souls remastered dark souls 2 and dark souls 3 following the discover discovery of a severe remote code execution rce vulnerability which was said to allow abusers to take control of other players pcs over a week later Right, which is where we're at now. The Dark Souls PC servers remain offline, Brett. And guess what? There's no word of when they're going to return. If this game launches without multiplayer because of this... What do you got? What do you think? That's a problem. A big one. So, it gets worse. Oh, boy. Apparently, Bandai Namco has been aware of severe security flaws within its Dark Souls games for years. With developer from software's next Souls game, Elden Ring, just weeks away from release, people who have dug into this network test, net dug into its network test netcode, Elden Rings, claim it could share the same issues. One of the people behind the discovery of the vulnerability told VGC that they had made Bandai Namco aware of the issue over a month ago and that neither the publisher nor the developer from acted upon the warning until it was made public in a last-ditch attempt to provoke action. This happened on Twitch uh, a week or a little over a week ago, if you remember. So another member of the Dark Souls community, separate from this person, uh, told VGC that they made the game the game's publisher aware of a second yet-to-be-made-public RCE as far back as in 2020. And that it remains unfixed. The person who discovered the latest RCE alleges that there are serious issues with all of the Souls games shared network infrastructure and said they believe it is inevitable that Elden Ring will feature the same exploits which quote probably will be ported that's a typo I think probably be ported without issues and used on release by malicious teachers end quote that's bad so VGC has apparently been told of over 100 cheats hacks and security vulnerabilities within Dark Souls 3 specifically some of which are listed behind us there's a, a a whole list of them including the rce stuff that we talked about and some other exploits um but the rce stuff is the worst uh, right now um many of these will only affect pc players but they can cause a variety of issues on all platforms so apparently vgc saw some correspondence uh between these people uh that discovered the rc rce vulnerabilities uh and while those people remain not wish to remain anonymous they were shown the emails sent to bandai namco support team uh, which were acknowledged by Bandai Namco, and spent several days putting together this PDF document, emailing more vulnerabilities to Bandai Namco and how to fix them, along with links demonstrating the RCE in action. I know this is a lot of text, but this is just... Both emails were acknowledged, first on December 11th, second on December 16th, with the customer service rep saying, quote, the information has been sent to the dedicated team so they can investigate and take the necessary measures, end quote. And over, and over a month later now, Brett, nothing. So this, this one of these people took to Twitch to capture it. 
so and you know kind of forced from and Bandai Amco to address it. But I mean, I mean, they took the servers down, so that's true. So they finally addressed it, but this is bad, man. This is real bad, and this comes at a terrible time. It's now or never. They have to fix it now, or we have to fix it now. Can you imagine if? First of all, if the game shit, right? If Elden Ring ships, right? Even if it yeah. just affects PC players, if this vulnerability is in there, especially now that it's public and they would choose to ship the game and have the online features with with this exploit in there. Well, who knows if this only affects PC players? There are PC players that can crossplay with you and invade your game, right? That's true. Um I don't know the technical workings of it. All they said was that it could impact other systems too. Yeah, but who's to say that they don't have the ability to, like, brick your PS5? It's true. But can you imagine if that happens, or if it launches without multiplayer turned on, co-op? Bad. If you've never played a Souls game before, I mean, co-op is it, brother. So. It's my phone, sorry. Hello? Hello? Oh, Miyazaki from Software. Hey, how you doing? Oh, you got some haptic intel for me. What do you got? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so you... Gotcha. Oh, so you're delaying Elden Ring until 2023. Okay. And oh. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, big fan. Th thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Love you too. All right. Bye. What was that, dude? What do you say? Hello? He actually called me at the end there. Yeah? Yeah. He uh, he called and he just said, my name's Jeff. But, uh... So anyway, um... Thank you for that. Uh... Yeah. The game's gonna either get delayed again because of this, or it's gonna launch without multiplayer. There's no way, no way they launch it with this not addressed. Yeah. If it uses the same netcode... Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it because you're going to have a shit storm on your hand. I, I mean, realistically, I wouldn't mind if they just got rid of the netcode and did a new the new netcode because the game kind of, if it's using the same one from all the other games, fucking sucks, dude. I mean, who knows, but this is a bad situation. A really yeah. terrible situation. Well... If you're ready to move on, I'm ready to move on because when I just talked to Miyazaki, he actually told me about something else. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Miyazaki told me that as well as delaying Elden Ring until 2023 because of this network exploit, they are also going to be sending a cease and desist to the creators of Bloodborne PSX, the Bloodborne PS1 remake. Hmm. 
that is not true. However, today for Indie Intel, which is the segment where we shout out an indie game, show it some love, uh, and you know, try to get everyone to go and check it out and, and support the creator. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about Bloodborne PSX by LW Media. And this is what it sounds like. It is Bloodborne, the, the PS4 classic, completely remade in the style of a PlayStation 1 game. You can Hell, actually go and download yes. it right now for free. Uh, Link will be in the description. So um, let's talk about it. So uh, the description of the game on itch.io says, travel to the Gothic Victorian city of Yarnum, whose blood-soaked rows are filled with unspeakable terrors hidden behind every corner. Wield over 10 unique hunter weapons using the strategic action combat system to vanquish your foes. Dodge incoming attacks with your hunter's quick step ability, parry enemies with your quicksilver firearm, and transform your trick weapon to tailor your loadout for any encounter in this new next generation 3D experience that blends RPG and action in a way you have. They say in a way you've been seen before. Only one question remains though, Josh. What's that? Can you survive the night? I can. Uh, and they also want to point out that Sony, SCEA, and From Software are not affiliated with this fan project. All content is the property of their respective owners. Right. So I played it. You played it. I want to hear about it. It's really cool. So it looks like a PS1 game. It runs like a PS1 game. Um, let me give you a little bit more information because it'll kind of add to that. So the creator shared updates of the 13-month development cycle on their Twitter, which I was following, by the way, for, for most of that. Uh, they showed how certain bosses, environments, and animations came together. Her updates included tantalizing sneak peeks of the Cleric Beast boss fight theme, remade with a Roland SC88 Pro for maximum authenticity, uh, and a look at the weapons on display in the DMake. So literally using the hardware that would have been used for creating songs and music for the PS1, you know, recreating the music mm -hmm. now. And then finally, uh, the classic flame sprayer weapon, which is like a fire flame uh, thrower, mm -hmm. uh, even tanks the game's frame rate, just like you would expect it to do on an original PlayStation. But it's an entirely artificial add-on and can be switched off for people who prefer, prefer, prefer the modern comforts. So literally, they have in the settings so that the game lags if you're, you're like using a weapon that's a little more powerful for the console. That's so cool. Uh, super super cool yeah what are your thoughts from looking at the at the you know videos and the, and the images and then i'll talk about my experience i think it's cool um i i'm, I'm just looking at some of these screenshots here too it's it's interesting from i think an artistic perspective to look at how you would demake something i guess uh yeah the correct terminology um and us being big fans of bloodborne um it's it'd be cool to experience it again in a different lens so I, i'm curious how, how does it feel how does it play so the controls are very annoying as a ps1 game would would be yeah. i played on an xbox controller because that's what i had right here uh it's available to play on keyboard and mouse too mm -hmm. but yeah like like there the way you move is the d-pad you can't use the analog stick uh camera which is always an issue with like ps1 era games you have to use the triggers to like move the camera left and right uh the menus were 
think about it like you have this really advanced game and you have to like scale it back right mm -hmm. so even the menus are like old school ps1 style where you like go up and down left and right like a little you know x-axis y-axis type thing um there was some annoying for not annoying but like there was some like platforming that was like forgiving but for you i could see it being very unforgiving mm -hmm. uh combat felt good it felt like bloodborne which is kind of crazy like the dash mechanic is there and you know uh slashing the the wolf in the beginning of the game felt felt good um areas looked you know same but different i think that they made a couple of changes to to the environments but like when i was in the hunter's dream it looked mm -hmm. like the hunter's dream and it was kind of like bizarre to see it in that kind of a style you know mm -hmm. but yeah i mean even like the little messengers like all the tips that they would give you they were there so yeah it was it was really cool it was a cool little experience i didn't play much of it but what i did play it was it was really cool and unique so i recommend checking it out it's free so yeah it'd be cool if you could get this working on a disc and i could pop it into yeah. my actual ps1 that would be sick yeah. uh i don't think it's possible because it is again it's you know using modern hardware and software right. but i'll need a, a i need a little adapter to use my ps1 controller with my pc yeah and then i'll play it that way you could probably get away with a ps3 controller since it's very similar in shape and yeah all that but, but yeah but, so uh i recommend checking it out it's cool very cool um i also see you said check out their other game here uh, yeah it, yeah i mean i figured they, they put 13 months of development into a remake of another game clearly not like uh their own vision. I mean, in a way it is, but it's not like their own unique thing. So I kind of wanted to shout out their own unique experience game that they've created as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, links to the Bloodborne PS1 remake and stuff will be in the description. Go to itch, itch, itch.io, check itch. out all their games um, and uh, support them. So very cool. Well, Bloodborne yeah. PSX, check it out. Check it out, y'all. Well, Bert, that's it. Did you change your clothes? Uh, I took my... Skin uh, off? My, um... Oh my god, what the fuck is it called? A sweater. Oh. Let me open the door over here. Yes? Hello? Alright. All right. There it is. It's a horror story. Uh, I wrote myself. I hope you liked it. Thank you. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in live or on playback. Uh, any of the videos being here, chatting. Um, we appreciate you and we love you. Yes. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you share it with a friend. Make sure you go to Dubby, link in the description, and use code SLICK for 10% off at checkout. And then when you do, send us proof that you have done so uh, via DM on whatever your favorite platform is. And then we'll give you a little $10 coupon code off of your next Tubby. A Dubby. Tubby. Shout out to uh, Hideki. Hideki?
What's his first name? Miyazaki? Yeah, what's his first name? Ted... I don't know. Dark Souls Miyazaki is Hidetaka Miyazaki. So shout out to Hidetaka Miyazaki for calling in and uh, telling me his name was Jeff. Appreciate mm -hmm. that. And yep. thank you, everyone else. Yeah, we have merch available. I'm wearing a shirt. With those oh, my God. I, I couldn't even tell. Being keyed out, dude. That's a limited edition. I don't even know if that one's available anymore. Well, we've got, we got other ones available. Uh, I'm wearing well, save, save before quitting hat. Yeah. I have some news. Oh, no. We got news. It's big news. Oh, we got big news. And I didn't plan on doing this, but I just remembered that it is February 1st, Josh. It is. So I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to go sicko mode right now. He's going sicko mode, folks. Uh, hang with me for a second. I'm going to do something. Okay. So... So Brett's doing something. Oh, uh, well... I don't think... is not here yet right now. I can't do it right now. Uh, I thought I could, but I can't. And for that, I'm sorry. But, ladies and gentlemen, we will be releasing a limited edition colorway of our Hucking Faptic merch item, both the hoodie and the shirt. Uh, this one is going to be a Valentine's Day-esque oh, uh, theme. And it's also my birthday month, so we're just going sicko mode, and we're going to drop it for the month of February. So stay tuned. Uh, I'll have that up probably at the end of the night. We'll tweet it out. Uh, and that's me going sicko mode. I'm going absolute bonkers right now. So you're welcome. All right. And, of course, the regular version is uh, still available right now. Uh, $20 for the T-shirt and 30 bucks for the hoodie. So go check it out. Well, we appreciate everybody. Do all of the things. Follow us. God, do us. Do it all. Closing comments, Brent? Nope. That's it. That's all I got for you. Thanks, Yuki. Are we still on? I can't tell. No, dude. We're not. It's my motherfucking birthday. Mm -hmm. Don't stop now. Don't stop me now. Gonna have a good dude. It's it's like not good. It's staggered. I don't like it. What do you mean? I can hear myself and it's like staggered. I don't like it. It doesn't sound good. You sound great. Well, now I, I turned off my monitoring, so I probably still have the effect on. I don't even I can't even hear it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So if I was like, suck me off, suck me off, I really need, yeah, like you can't even, you know.